The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Well, it is Monday at 3.30, so it's time for another edition of The Hoot. Todd Hirsch, uh, Vice President and Chief Economist, A2B Financial Nailed It, joins us on the phone. Hey, Todd. <laughs> hey, guys. How are you? Hey, not too bad. I, I feel like you, I know you just changed your title to Vice President not too long ago, but I, I feel like you just changed the signature on your emails recently. <laughs> well, that could be. And by the way, I didn't change the title, just so listeners out there, it's not <laughs> unclear. <laughs> it was changed for me, but um, it was changed actually back in December, and I probably just sort of forgot to getting around to changing my signature on my emails until a little, a little more recently. But there you go. I missed yeah. the whole vice president part. Yeah, did you? Well, yeah, this it happened back in December. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing about my job has changed at all, but my wonderful, wonderful bosses who are now soon to be leaving, Dave Mowat yes. and Peggy Garrity, who is... Um, the executive vice president of reputation and brand. She's actually leaving at the end of June as well. Mm. Uh, They are my bosses and they got together and they thought it would be really nice, I guess, just to recognize my 11 year contribution to ATB financial by uh, changing my title and giving me that, but nothing about my, my regular job changed. So it's that's in some ways I almost kind of forgot about it, but it was a very, very nice honor that they Jay, you've been at, uh, you've been at course 11 years. I know. I'm going to become huh. vice president of this room. You shortly. could be vice president of the afternoon news. There you go. I'm totally okay with that. Who's the president? Well, yeah. that's why I'm okay with yeah. it. Uh, so, Todd, you want to talk about uh, fresh fruits and vegetables? Well, you know me. I'm always trying to come up with something interesting and, and pardon the pun, fresh to talk about uh-huh. when we think about our economy. And I've been noticing in the grocery stores lately, I mean, we're at that time of year where a lot of the produce is starting to come in. Like there's fresh uh-huh. uh, fruit from BC that's starting to come in and even gradually some of the fresh uh, local produce. So we've got this bounty of fresh fruits and vegetables now to pick from. And I thought, I wonder what inflation has been doing for fresh fruits and vegetables. Well, you would and think kind prices of, would be going down, wouldn't you? Well, you would think, but in fact, they're not, uh, especially vegetables. Fresh fruit, year over year, prices are up about the same as overall inflation, about 1.5%. Okay. So not really too much there. But vegetables was the real shocker. Fresh vegetables overall are 7.7% higher mm-hmm. than they were a year ago. So uh, that got me sort of thinking about, well, what's driving this price increase? And is there anything... You know, Albertans can do uh, to do. Uh, is there anything we can do about it? I, so, I, I like your I like your use of the word driving mm-hmm. because I think because that has something. Transportation yeah. has a big part to do with this. Right? Yeah, absolutely. So transportation is is probably the mo- the most significant one because even though some of the local produce is starting to come now for you know eight or nine months of the year, that produce has to come from California or Mexico or even further. And it's not just here in Alberta where, you know, because of uh, carbon taxes or whatever, but fuel prices everywhere are going up. In the United States, they're higher. When you think about trucking a fresh head of uh, lettuce from somewhere in Mexico all the way up to Edmonton, that's a lot of fuel. And with those fuel prices being higher, ultimately the consumer ends up paying for it. Uh, oftentimes inflation or mm. the rise in prices has uh, something to do with the value of the Canadian dollar mm. as well. Is that in play here? That's another one in play. Not as much as maybe we would have seen a few years ago when the Canadian dollar went from, you know, par down to 
uh, 85 cents. Mm. But we have seen in the last few months the Canadian dollar slump even further, um, about 3% in the last uh, four or five months. So that also contributes to it. Most of that produce, if it's not grown in the United States, it's priced in U.S. dollars. So every penny the Canadian dollar slips, it's good for our exports, it's good for tourism here, but anything we have to import, like grapes or pineapple, um, those things are going to be, uh, we're going to see it in higher prices. So what are you suggesting that we all do? Well, I think there's a few things, especially this time of year, because now we are going to start to see more of the local produce in the grocery mm. stores. And I think not only is it a, way, a great way to uh, support our local agricultural producers and vegetable growers, um, but if we can buy local, it does get around both that Canadian dollar exchange and all the heavy transportation costs. And you know what? The farmer's market's a great place uh, you know, for, for that on Saturdays. There's always farmers tons of veggies great. down there, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if they're always the lowest price. I mean, mm-hmm. if, if you're really being price conscious, I don't know if farmer markets are the, the best place or not. But there are lots of, uh, lots of farms. Um, the ones around Edmonton, I don't know as well. But, you know, if you drive out to the farm, uh, they'll sell it to you right there. And that's usually where you can get the very best mm-hmm. prices. And especially if you're willing to, you know, buy a, a case of it. <laughs> Do you know so there's fun? that. Well, I was going to say, I want to bring this one up because uh, I know it's on your list, but it it made me laugh when I read read it. Uh, We had a room when I was a a child in Winnipeg. We had a room in the basement that had two things. Tons of jars Mm -hmm. um, that my mother had poured wax in on the top of to seal Mm -hmm. them and then put the lid on them. And sock stretchers. You You know how these days you buy a bag of socks? And when you you know they they get out of shape or they have a hole in them, uh, you throw, you them, throw out. them out, right? But she would have row upon row of these sock stretchers where they'd stretch to their original size again, and then she would darn them. I think I wore the same pair of socks all throughout high school. <laughs> but the preserves were something. I, I'm sure my mom was not alone. She was an English war bride, so that's probably where she got it from. But we used to preserve a lot. She would buy when oh, yeah. the price was there. She would make items, relish, for example. We always had shelf upon shelf of relish. Is Why don't people do that anymore? Well, that's a great question. I think it's time. I mean, it's time-consuming. My mom did the same thing, and I know she's not listening only because she's down in Seattle on holiday right now, but normally she'd be listening. But my mother, you know, she canned all the time, and it's, it's, it's a lot of work. I think what we should do is bring back canning, but turn it into more group activities. Mm-hmm. So, And I've been part of this, where, you know, there would be six or eight of us, and we got together, and we would have these cases of bell peppers and onions, and it turns into a chopping day. You know, everyone bring a knife and a chopping board, and, and you drink wine while this is all happening, and it turns into a social activity. And then by the end of the evening, everybody goes home with 12 jars of, of salsa. To do that on your own is a lot of work. Yes. And, you know, unless you really love doing that. But if you can turn it into a group activity, yeah. you've got the economies of scale and specialized labor, and, and it's fun. And doing some of those things, like canning salsas or pickled carrots and pickled mm-hmm. onions and, and pickled cucumbers and uh, fresh fruit that you can. My mother always had delicious peaches and pears and... Yeah. You know, and as a kid, we always wanted ice cream. Yes. Oh, no, Mom, not your, you know, not Bing cherries. I'd give anything now for a bottle of those <laughs> bottled, uh, those um, 
canned peaches or, or yeah. pears because they were just delicious. I started canning a couple of years ago once I took over uh, my father-in-law's uh, garden, and but now I'm afraid to eat it. Why? <laughs> I don't know. I'm afraid it's going to taste bad or I'm going to... I don't well, know, get poison myself or something, first. get him to try it yeah. first. See how that works out. But the whole growing your own part, I've really started to to love this. Either it's, you know, in containers on my back deck or at the big garden at my at my mom-in-law's house. Um, I just love being out there and and puttering around in the garden and spending time. The whole growing it yourself, it, there's there's really something satisfying about that. There is, and I live in a I live in downtown Calgary in a condominium. But it's amazing actually what you can grow in patio baskets and, and mm-hmm. some planters, uh, strawberries, uh, tomatoes. Calgary, it's really difficult to, to grow tomatoes. You guys have it easier in Edmonton. Why is it because hard to grow tomatoes e- down there? Because our evenings. I learned all about this when I moved to Calgary and I tried to grow tomatoes. That the evenings get too cool here in Calgary. Mm. Whereas if it's twenty five above in Edmonton, you know, nighttime it goes down to eighteen. In Calgary, it goes down to three because we're higher up. The Uh, air is drier and all that heat just, it's the, you know, closer to the desert. So the heat just evaporates or or vanishes really. And it's this wild swing in daytime to nighttime temperatures. Tomatoes, they're not down with that. So it's a little easier to grow tomatoes in Edmonton than it is in Calgary, believe it or not. Huh. Do you know, all I can think about now is my mom's, uh, you, when you mentioned ice cream, I was thinking, yeah, that was us. If we wanted ice cream, my mom would be like, no, uh, no. We'll, we'll have something better. And she would get out these, like, peaches that she'd canned yeah, and, and then whipped cream that she had made. I don't even oh. know how you make whipped cream from scratch, but she would. And then she would say, isn't that better, right? And And we'd think, no. Ice cream's better. <laughs> but looking back on it now, we're like, my, oh, I would love looking to taste that. Looking back on it now. Yeah. yeah. A friend of mine, her, this is a little bit of an aside, but her father grew up in Washington State on a cranberry bog. Oh, and so it, they were a little bit rural. They were out of town a little bit, but they grew fresh cranberries. And every day for breakfast, they had fresh cranberry mm. juice. But as kids, they always wanted Kool-Aid because yeah. that's what the kids <laughs> in town got. You know, They had no idea what they, what they were drinking or what they had that was so much better than Kool-Aid. But, you know, it's interesting. We kind of lag a little behind, perhaps in Edmonton, maybe in Alberta in general. But if you go to Vancouver and see these urban gardens, um, you see yeah. them all over the place, right? And the community sort of takes care of the gardening. You have your own patch, but you kind of keep an eye on everybody else's as well. Like maybe, And I don't know, maybe we have that here in Edmonton, and I'm just not aware of it. Um, there are some in Edmonton. Yeah. I know there are some in Calgary, too. In fact, I'm looking out my balcony, and I'm looking at St. Stephen's Church across Kitty Corner, and they have a community garden. And anyone, you don't have to be part of the church. Anyone can come, and you get a little piece of the raised um, garden beds, and they're growing lettuce and tomatoes or uh, carrots and potatoes and all kinds of things in there. You know, Todd, among the many things we learned today in speaking to you, is where you live. Is yeah. Is that if you're a vice president? <laughs> Just short of giving my address. Yeah, yeah really. If, if you're a vice president, apparently you can go home at three thirty, three yeah. forty-five in the afternoon. I'm only home to change because I got to go speak at a dinner tonight. Oh, I'm sure that's okay. right. Yeah. And, and I got to take my little dogs out for a quick walk. Yeah. Well, Todd, uh, love this topic today. Thanks for joining us, and we'll check in with you next week.
Sounds good. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks, Todd. So yesterday, mm-hmm. um, I go to f- over to my mom-in-law's to, f- to finish the last couple rows of things that I have to put in. Um, and again, I'm a rookie at this. I've already planted my all my hot peppers, my, my ghost peppers, my habaneros, my jalapenos, all that sort of stuff. So they're all good to go. And the pumpkins up in the corner for Ooh, some nice. reason. Pumpkins. Yeah. But I still had some beets I had to plant and some onions and some carrots. We'll be eating them in November, but whatever. And the beets and the carrots came in strips, like on um, a, a fabric okay, strip. Sure, yeah, yeah. And my mom-in-law just that's said... so that they're planted the right distance That's apart, right. right? Yeah. So my mom-in-law said, okay. Jay, she says, just, you know, the, dig the little trench, lay it down in there, water it, yeah. cover it back up and water it again. And I... Except I read the directions on the back of it completely wrong. I said, no, no, no. I have to water the strips first. No. And so I laid them all down on the grass. Really? I la- Yeah. This is how dumb I was yesterday. I laid them all down on the grass, all of these strips, watered them. And then it was like trying to pick up wet yeah. toilet paper. Well, yeah. <laughs> So I'm just kind of throwing it. You didn't notice after the first one? Well, I guess you didn't did try and pick one up. Yeah, I did try it to be all efficient. At once. Yeah. Mm. It's just a complete idiot. And coach comes out and he's just shaking his head. Did you get him in the ground eventually? I did get them all in the ground, which is great. So we'll see how it yeah, turns out. Uh, apparently we're gardening this year. Oh, are you? What, yeah. what are you gardening? Well, mostly I think uh, bushes. <laughs> It seems like a, I seem to, every time I go home, there's more bushes. Yeah. We just had, while we were in Vegas, we had somebody come in and uh, redo our deck. Oh, how'd that work out? It was interesting because, uh, honestly, we watched his progress on the security cameras from Vegas and then would text Hunter to say, go downstairs and tell, tell the guy him. this or this. It looks fantastic. He's done an incredible job. We'll have to have you over. We want a deck that we can accommodate six people. Yeah. Uh, some drinks and some yeah. food, right? And we didn't have that previously. It was an oddly designed deck. So we didn't redo the whole deck. We just we took extended off the front of it and extended yeah. it by a few feet. And uh, now we just nice. have to buy the patio furniture, which I course, shopped for yesterday with my wife. You got all the permits and everything? Per- what? <laughs> Uh, to 54 and a half on the 6.30 Ched Afternoon News. Thanks for joining us. Uh, it's great to be back uh, behind the microphone after you know a few days away. Nice to see Andrew again. He just, um, I think he thought it was the top of the hour and went outside for a smoke. He just left me in here by myself. Uh, some of your texts coming in uh, says, Andrew, take the high-level train and there's a community garden uh, on its route as you go through the Strathcona area. To analyze, and then this one it says to analyze the charms of flowers is like dissecting music. It's one of those things which is far better to enjoy than to attempt to understand. And then someone, our friend out of Smoky Lake, saying, "Hey, you just put in the vegetables yesterday." Yeah. Oh, and then beets. You planted beets on purpose. Don't you love beets? I love beets. Pickled beets. Pickled beets are absolutely one of the best things. And roasted beets. With some uh, goat cheese. Really, really good. Ellen says, my mom made homemade bread, cookies, and cakes every Saturday. Would beg for store-bought. Oh, to go back in time. And Dustin says, I'm 34. I make everything from scratch. We can salsa, jalapeno, fruit, pickles. We grow a garden every year. Hey, did you did you think you were at the top of the hour? I did. <laughs> I did, honestly. I went outside. I lit a smoke. I checked my watch. And went- I thought... Oh, there's a show going on. Uh, But, you know, this conversation comes back to one that we've had before about just being handy and how much handier our parents are or were than we are, than our kids will be. 
uh, when I talk about you know my my mother darning socks or or making preserves, but they had a greenhouse. They grew. It wasn't a huge greenhouse, and I remember building it with mm-hmm. my dad and the swearing that took place yeah. during it. But they grew a bunch of stuff. But there's just a lot of I don't, everything's so disposable now that it just seems easier. Yeah. And 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 then sometimes cost effective just to buy mm. whatever. There's right? Just there's just something though about. Putting a little seed in the ground sure. and then watching it or grow. Knitting, knitting or knitting a sweater. Knitting. Yeah. I'm, I, I planted nasturiums in my front garden box, like my flower box, and uh, went away. And I came back and I'm like, oh, they've sprouted. Like, I, I keep sitting and go looking out the front window to look at these things. I, I don't know. There's just something special about it. Well, you know what? Um, without being, without having a green thumb or without mm-hmm. being an expert on horticulture, I know one thing that my mother insisted on for her five children, myself included, was that we grow uh, something. Yes. So I grew pansies. Uh, mm-hmm. I wanted to grow Love flowers. Love them. I thought and, they were pretty. Right. My, I, my, I know my brother Jim did sunflowers. I can't remember what the others did, but each of us grew something and had that feeling that you're talking yeah. about when it springs up where you go, oh, that, I did that, right? And it's like, oh my gosh, now I have to keep it alive. At least it sets the groundwork for perhaps wanting to do it as an adult <laughs> down the road. It hasn't quite reached me yet, but I've thought about it. It's not my garden. It's my wife's garden. So I don't fool around out there. Is she planting vegetables? I don't know what she's doing. Oh, gosh. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.